0: Welcome to a very special edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wynum, and we're happy to be joined by former Capitals general manager George McPhee, now president of Hockey Operations for the Vegas Golden Knights. Good to see you, George.
3: Nice to be seen. Nice to see you guys. Thank we, you very
0: much. We were just talking about how things have changed around here. This feels like a <laughs> different like arena from when you were, when you were here.
3: Yeah, they, they've done a, a fabulous job of... Uh, Redoing some of this infrastructure here, and I know it was uh, those were things that Ted has wanted to do for a long time. And when he finally got control of everything, uh, he was able to do uh, lots of things that make the whole experience for players and fans better. Well, I think. Speaking
1: of that, like going to
3: Vegas is it's it's entertainment there. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's one of the
1: best things about going going to watch a game there. And everyone that I've talked to just loves that that it's it's a show, you know, because it it is what we do it's a sport it's entertainment that's what you want and yeah. you know I, I think it's just you want to go there and you want to have a good time the hockey only happens for so much there's the intermissions there's the whistles the timeouts all that stuff you want a few other things going on and was that were you involved in that process of of how you wanted the whole picture to look in terms of of what you wanted to bring to the city of las vegas or was it more just focusing on on the team itself?
3: No, I, I'm involved in the other side of our business. Uh, our, you know, our owner has had me involved uh, since uh, the day he hired me. Uh, we started hiring our hockey staff. and I think we hired 35 people in 60 days. But uh, I was involved in hiring the important people on the business side of our operation, and and, uh, and so um, and I really appreciated that and when when it came to the entertainment i, I told him how important it is in today's nhl and um and especially in vegas you got to put on a show because there's you know it's, there's all kinds of entertainment there and so uh, we've got to entertain as well and, and and maybe we can have a great production you know whether the team's playing well or not it's, it's a great experience yeah so we put money into it we focus on it and uh and we do make it quite an experience. And the fans have made it. Uh, they've really supported this team. The team has played well. And uh, so far, it's been a, a terrific thing for, for Vegas and for the league. Uh, I, would, I would say I would recommend any Capitals fans who have not gone to a game in Vegas,
0: go to a game in Vegas. Okay. Like that's, that's my yeah. first. Just everything about the experience. The pre-show is amazing. Just the atmosphere. It's not quite like Montreal like in terms of the old school. Mm-hmm. But like, it's a fun place to watch a game
2: yeah
3: yeah and our our fans have been very it's you know it's 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 a hospitality town our fans have been <laughs> very friendly to out of town fans mm-hmm. it's not like uh you yeah. know if you go to some games in this division here
2: uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're gonna be, the fans aren't going to be that
3: hospitable. Yeah, exactly <laughs> well i i mean I think it's something that it,
1: you can go into it as much detail as you want but the expansion draft is—it was so much fun. Like it was fun for everybody. Was it fun to, as a player? Uh, I think it was fun depending on, on where you knew you stood with your team. Okay. You know, I okay. think that that made all a right. bit of a difference. And I was free agent that year, so it was not something that really involved me. So, I thought it was fun. I know my buddies thought it was fun. They're all trying to figure out what was going to go on and, and draft mm-hmm. your team for you. But I just, just I was looking at it yesterday and today, and. There were so many when you look back on it, really, really good pickups. And I'm wondering, is there one that stands out for you that you were like, "I can't believe that this guy's exposed," or "I'm really proud of of what we did there"? Because, like, just just going back and quickly recapping for anyone who's listening is, you know, you the getting flurry obviously was was huge, and also a, a second round pick, I think, if if I wrote that down right, picking up Riley Smith who ended up being. Really solid, um, Nate Schmidt. Nate Schmidt, of course. Um, getting Tuck, and also for choosing Halla. I don't know how exactly how that went down for, with Minnesota. if They were protecting somebody, and then um, this is maybe one of the craziest ones: is Carlson and a first and second rounder um, for the, for taking the Clarkson contract. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, those are all unbelievable when you when you think about it. Especially how you guys did at the beginning of the year. Is there anything that you were really really proud of the way it worked out?
3: Well, I'd, I'd have to say I'm really proud with all of the things that we did. Um, <coughs> the, what uh, I guess I'm most impressed with is that we we didn't feel like we missed anything. Yeah. There weren't... Yep. I don't think we did. There, there, if you go back over and say, well, who did we miss on? We mm-hmm. didn't. Right. And so... Um, we, we we really hired a, a a terrific staff and we went to work right away mm-hmm. and with mock drafts and uh, and and getting you know our guys to games and and meeting often and um, as we went through the process we were getting more facile with the NHL rules and we'd have a few questions to ask of the league and got answers and by the end of it it was sort of like going into that final exam in whatever school you're in and knowing that you know it. Mm -hmm. Once you get going, you're like, we know this. We're we're, we're nailing this. Now, one thing I think that that I I don't know how many people are aware of this. um, What we were worried about was uh, this massive uh, redistribution of players right before we got to the expansion draft because we were talking to teams and everything else and just thought, You know, players are gonna start moving around here. And so we tried to get in the way of that. And what we did, we thought there were 10 teams we should do deals with that that should do a deal with us to protect their assets. And with nine of them, we, we got deals done. And basically said, now that our deal's done, you can't do anything else. You can't become a landing spot for another team. You know, because you're protected, you can't start adding players and um there were two of the gms that we dealt with out of, of the nine that called back a week or so later saying i've got another deal i'd like to be able to do it and i said well then the deal's off mm-hmm. because you got seven other gms that are living up to the deal and so they said okay we won't do it and so they didn't do it so we had nine guys that that had deals and we didn't tell anybody
2: mm-hmm.
3: nobody knew and they are all conditional deals on Nothing happening between then and the draft and what it does did was lock up the market Yeah, it yeah, it sort of froze it <laughs> and so when the, when we got to um, the expansion draft it, it was all what we expected it to be we yeah. didn't have to rejig our models or anything else and uh, And we just started taking players Is,
1: is there a is there a GM? when when you were running everything that you just would not would not make a trade with someone that you just would not want to deal you don't have to say who but I'm just curious no. like it seems like you know from a business side you kind of have to be open to to talking with everybody That's but right. was there wasn't ever anyone that you're just like no I I couldn't do it with this guy
3: No it's um <clears throat> I would say the hardest one was um dealing with um was Garth Snow because while I was in between jobs as a manager, he asked me to be an advisor for his club. Yep. And so, when it came that time to deal yeah. with yeah. him, um, he wanted to move a contract and we got, I think it was a, sec- a first round pick for doing that. and 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 I think we got a second round pick for something as well. And, you know, you don't ever want to squeeze anybody,
2: mm-hmm. but if
3: there's anybody you want to give a break to, it would have been him. But even then, you know, my obligation was to the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like it's harder dealing with your friends because you, you don't want to do that.
0: It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone wants to win. Yeah. <laughs> and and George won Executive of the Year for all of these moves <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in 2017 18 if, exactly. in case we didn't realize that already. Well, uh,
1: I think it would be interesting, to now to pivot a little bit towards, towards some cap stuff because this has the same – it's similar, you know, constructing a team. And a buddy on my beer league team that I'm playing with now, he actually brought this up to me yesterday um, about just going back to, and because it's happening around the league a lot right now, there's a lot of teams that need to do some sort of restructuring, uh, rebuild, retool, whatever you want in to do. In a call flat it. cap world, yes. which is almost impossible to do, as
0: as you know, yeah. as you all know.
1: Yeah. Um, so going back to a time in 04 when on paper the team was pretty stacked, like, some of these names, Gonchar, Yager, Bondra, Lang, like, really, really good team, and then Mm -hmm. you ended up, you guys ended up moving everybody out, and starting kind of from, from the bottom, what, at what point did you realize that, or what was it, I guess, that you saw that needed to just be completely turned around, and what you did was masterful, like, that was, it was, turned. like, I gotta give you and the whole staff credit, I think, for the city and the way hockey is in this town now because everywhere I go, everybody wants to talk about it. We've got backyard rinks popping up in, in places in McLean yeah. And, yeah. and Great Falls, Arlington. Everybody loves hockey now, and yeah. it's huge. Obviously, winning helps, but the team won because of what you guys were able to do, and it started by realizing something needed to change. And And at what point did you realize it, and what, what was it?
3: Well, uh, first of all... Um the, the you know one of the things you're most proud of is is hiring a guy like Ross Mahoney, who has just been lights out at the draft table, mm-hmm. um, probably the best guy in the league or top three. And um, it's interesting in the first five years we didn't we weren't having much luck, and uh, so we changed everything in how we did things. Mm-hmm. and um, but we didn't change any people. Mm-hmm. kept the same people but yeah. just uh, the process was different. Um, with respect to that team and changing things there, we had met the year before, Ted and Dick and I, after the uh, season, and talked about, uh, you know, is it time to get ready for the future, uh, what may be a salary cap? And uh, two of the three of us didn't want to do it because we were a playoff team. Mm-hmm. And uh, So then we, went, we got together the next summer, and and two of the three were ready to. You know, why don't we move what we have and just start over? Be transparent with our fans, and um, and you know go with the draft picks and young players and make trades and and so we did mm-hmm. uh, because we wanted to be ready for the salary cap and I, I met with various teams in other leagues that dealt with salary cap and everything else and learned some lessons there, and we did it. And uh, we we moved everybody, and uh, uh, you know started working at drafting. And uh, boy, we, we did a heck of a, jo- a job of drafting. Mm-hmm. And then it, you know it, it's it's drafting is your lifeblood, but you've got to do more. You've got to put the right veterans around young players, and and we did that. And uh, it's just turned out to be one heck of a hockey team ever since. Mm-hmm.
0: We bring up drafting. After this, I want to bring up what you said might be the easiest draft pick of your life, Mr. Carl Alston.
3: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th
0: Uh, welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner and former Capitals general manager George McPhee. I'm AB hockey writer Steve Wino. Uh, we're talking about kind of the rebuild of the Washington Capitals with, with George and, and you said how good you guys were at drafting. Uh, 20, 2007 draft, top five pick, and you choose this defenseman from, Cal- from the Calgary hitmen and, and Carl Alsner. W- what did you make of Carl at the time and, and that decision to draft him then?
3: Yeah, I, I, well it was easy. I thought that Carl was a an outstanding uh, defensive defenseman who eats pucks and does all that stuff, all the little things that are that nobody wants to do. And uh, I just thought he was going to play for 15 years and be a top-four guy. And um, it's just hard to find good defensemen. And I, you know, you, you, you've got to have... If you've got uh, a good defense, then you can be in every game. Uh, and you, you've seen it probably the caps and you can see it with our team uh, other teams that have had a lot of injuries this year you know you can lose some forwards and hang in there you start losing defensemen and you're in trouble and uh so i've i've just felt that that's that's an important part of drafting is uh, getting the right defenseman and the leadership that goes with it especially with carl you know he's a captain captain with team canada and everything else and so that was one of the easier picks we've made.
1: I gotta, I gotta <laughs> just talk about the combine for a second and draft day. <laughs> and don't let me don't let me
3: forget the, the story. I, it
1: might be the same story. <laughs> well, if, if it is, you can chime in. Um, I've told this a couple times because I think it's hilarious. Um, and I was so nervous at the combine. I had I, there's you know thirty teams. I had probably twenty or so meetings. And um, I come into the room with you guys, and there was like 20 of you guys, like a lot of guys. I was I was a little little intimidated. I think you guys even ordered Subway, and it was delivered during the meeting. And um, it was going okay. A lot of questions you guys asked me. I think you guys said, one of the people in here is European or even maybe Russian. And I think I picked Vogues. <laughs> Mike Vogue I thought it was Vogue Silver Fox. Yeah. He was like, it's got to be this yeah. guy. And I remember that being being kind of funny. But the thing that really stuck out was I... You guys asked me to tell a joke, and I didn't want to be, you know, a guy that just says, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have any jokes. So I, I thought of the first joke that came to my head, and I don't know if you remember it, but no. <laughs> it was, it was um, a joke that I heard on the bus in Junior B, and it was the only, like back in the day when hazing happened a little bit more where the players had to go sit in the, in the bathroom stall for a long bus road, road trip, and it was the only joke I ever heard, keep a guy out of the bathroom. And I'm like, well, I gotta say it. It's yeah. it's very offside, and I would never repeat it ever. Yeah. And I said it to you guys, and the looks on your guys' faces were kind of like, did this kid <laughs> really just say that <laughs> joke? And I'm, I thought I ruined it. I thought yeah. I was done. So I walked into that to the draft the the draft day in Columbus, thinking, okay, well, I know I'm not going to Washington because those guys hated my joke. They probably hate me. They <laughs> they think I'm a weirdo, something like that. And so it all it. You know, ended up happening that way, but I thought... I had three meetings with LA, and I had... As I left the hotel, um, Kelly Buckberger says to me, he's like, hey, stick around till 6, and you're going to be an oiler. So I'm like, okay, I'm either going to be a king, or I'm going to be an oiler. Yeah. And then I got there, and then, and then the draft happened. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know if that was the same story or not, but I was... No, it's not the
3: same story, <laughs> but we used to do that to get kids to relax. But, then, but you often learn a lot about the kids, mm-hmm. because... Yeah. Some were real nervous trying to tell a joke. Some just (laughs) reveled in it. And (laughs) and others would, if they didn't have a joke, we had a couple guys come back to tell us a joke. (laughs) Oh, really? they remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got one. I'm going (laughs) back to talk to those guys. (laughs) That's hilarious. No, the the story, uh, and I loved it, was uh, talking to your father after the draft up in the suite. And uh, he said, uh, you know, I think my son will be a good player for you. I really appreciate that you drafted him. And uh, if he ever gives you any trouble, just let me know, <laughs> and I'll put a boot in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I, that's, that's the kind of dad you want. Yeah, that so, sounds about well right. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, in terms of uh, just, you know, we tore it all down and, and built it back up, you know, we were really looking forward to the opportunity to be able to, to compete in the division because... Before the salary cap, if you're up against uh, good managers, Bob Clark was a good manager in uh, Philadelphia, and and Neil Smith was a good manager in New York, uh, if they've got a good manager and they're spending two to three times what what you can spend, Mm -hmm. uh, it's quite an advantage for them. And I really thought that this would be an opportunity for people to really earn their stripes and show their stripes in a in a in a balanced uh you know a more balanced way mm-hmm. uh that you know everybody's got the salary cap they have to live under now let's see who can manage the best under this rather than just going out and being able to get all the best players because you can spend more yeah and uh and the Washington capitals have proved that good management uh, uh can take you a long way in this league obviously yeah well no, it's it's
1: it's, it, fun, it's fun to see i mean i Constructing a team is, we everybody think. I listen to the radio, I hear everyone talk about who you who, who should get, who you should get rid we of. We all put
0: cap friendly <laughs> together and yeah, try to piece together, like how yeah. are they going to
3: stay under the cap and all but that? I think it's fun for fans to be able to oh, do yeah. that. You, know, yeah. you look at the cap and and you know what everybody's earning and what's a good salary and which ones are working which ones aren't. Yeah, but,
1: uh, but even just like constructing a deal and putting in like a conditional pick or you
3: know things like
1: that, where yeah. it's like everything has a reason for it and and it all works out. But being able to see the future is is something that's pretty impressive. And there's one thing that you know I I never had a chance really to talk to to you or or Bruce about it. And, I've, uh, and obviously a milestone for Bruce uh, last night is thousand game, game which, is
0: which by the way great. he really cared about. It. Oh, and yeah. Bruce the whole time we were like I covered him. He's always like it's just a round number, blah blah blah. And I got a chance to, to see him in, in Raleigh, and he's like, "No, one thousand really matters." To me.
3: Yeah, it like sure he, does. It really mm-hmm. like it he sure was does. he he just he really he mattered to him to coach a thousand NHL. Yeah, he's a, and he's one hundred percent a hockey man. He's mm-hmm. just a pure hockey guy, and it's all he wants to do is be in hockey and coach hockey.
1: Yeah, and you can tell you can tell just yeah. a passion for it, and and what what I think is, um, you know, after leaving here and, and going somewhere else to play and getting to see the the human element of of the game, because like I guess we said earlier, it is a business, but mm-hmm. you're also dealing with people and 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 careers and families and all that stuff. And um, a story that I have I have told before, and you know I don't know if it was a conversation between you and Bruce or or what, but the first time that I was ever called up to play, it was um, or sorry, it was the first I think trip we were going to Vancouver, and I got sent down just before it and and i don't know if it was a conversation between you and bruce or or what but bruce said to me he's like hey like we're gonna we're we you know we're going to vancouver your hometown we're gonna try and try and get you up there for that trip we'll we'll figure it out and same thing at time cap time and i know that the team was up against the cap at that point and i remember being shopping with my wife and it was like it was the night before you guys would have left i'm like ah oh, damn you know I, I really thought it was gonna happen and then literally 10 minutes later i got the call and i just i just want to mention you know things like that doing that for somebody yeah. um i think it goes a really long way and and i think you get you end up having lifelong fans and i just want to say that you know i'm a big fan of of everything that you you have done obviously here and there and i i for everybody who does listen uh, i i think that just more respect needs to be given to to everything that uh that you bring because i know that some places don't don't always do it the same way
3: no you gotta have your thinking cap on and and just be cognizant of all of those things all the time and it feels awful when you miss one of those opportunities but it feels great when you you when you can deliver for people and Mm -hmm. and have uh you know create a memory for them that lasts a lifetime yeah, right, Bruce, absolutely. Bruce, Bruce actually had this argument because do you remember
0: the year where you guys signed Thomas Vocun in the offseason? Mm-hmm. It was a, whatever, one-year deal, and then Bruce wants to start Michael Norworth on opening night. And Vokun was upset because his family was flying into town and bought a bunch of tickets and this and that. And so he was very upset about it. Bruce, to this day, did not know his family was going was going to be in town. He's like, if I would have known that, of course would I would have started him. He's like, I, I saw his numbers. He was better against... I think they were playing, you guys were playing in the second game he's like if I would have known that of course I would have started up. Right. Yeah. but no one came to him and, and said that mm-hmm. but that's it's, it's so hard to be a person in this business sometimes and I don't think people, fans realize how much personal stuff goes into it because you guys aren't robots you're not robots, we're not robots mm-hmm. there's so much yeah. people stuff that goes into it yeah. and I think yeah. the job of being a general manager and certainly now president of hockey operations
3: is so vast that I don't think people actually understand exactly what yeah, we do it is amazing Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing how much goes on in a day and how many things you end up doing uh, that when you thought about getting into hockey and being a, a general manager or president someday, you never thought you'd be doing these things because they have nothing to do with hockey.
0: Right. <laughs> that's what I mean. Everyone
3: like, thinks you're just putting yeah. together a roster and talking yeah. trade. No, there's so much it, more that it goes it into it. it. Yeah. And, it's, and that's what you like about the challenge <laughs> is there's something coming from all, all different directions at mm. any time so it, there's a lot of uh crisis management involved too this is a lesson
0: for carl a future general manager in the nhl about <laughs> yeah. everything that there is to come
3: <laughs> i don't know about
2: that
0: well you know what carl
3: you just never know in this business yeah you never know yeah i mean there are <clears throat> lots of different ways to become a manager in this league um, having played 10 years in the league that's a real good foundation
1: yeah, is this true? Uh, I think we should maybe think about
0: hitting the Yeah, questions so oh, uh, we'll be right back on All's Caps, and George McPhee gets to be the latest victim on Carl's Stupid Questions.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Allsner, former Capitals general manager, George McPhee. I am AP
1: hockey writer, Steve Wino.
0: And now Carl's favorite portion of the show, Carl's Stupid Questions.
1: <laughs> yeah, so by now everybody should hopefully know the, uh, the way that this game works. I uh, just gave uh, George a rundown also. Um, so this question I've asked a couple times, usually to players and to, to Ben Guerrero media, um, but I'm curious what you do on on when you're traveling and you get onto the plane, what, what do you normally do? What, what do you pass the time with? I know you're a big reader, so yeah. I'm assuming maybe uh, someone along that line. I basically
3: read the whole time. The whole time? Yeah. <laughs> right I, and I, it's, the, I don't know, sort of my thing, I, I can sit on a plane. And read a book or a couple of books from start to finish. Two-hour flight, six-hour flight. Really? I just sit there and read. What kind of books? And I, uh, it, uh, it, it just all over the place. Mm. You know, I can read a bunch of the classics. I, uh, I can read historical fiction. I can read uh, novels, um, whatever, uh, biographies. I usually have two or three books going at any one time, and, <laughs> and that's sort of my quiet time. Uh, um, to you know, I, I I I make sure I don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. And, <laughs>
2: really. Yeah. And, and yeah.
1: Read. Yeah. Because you're you're a learner, right? Like you you love learning. You don't like to just sit there and, and not exercise N- the brain.
3: No, it's it's. Um, yeah it's it's uh it's it's fundamental you, you you've got to read yeah do you do crosswords i don't uh i i used to actually when i was here and uh, <laughs> uh we weren't allowed to do crosswords in Montreal,
1: by the way really? yeah i was so upset about <laughs> really it. yeah i brought really? him into the room and we were told to to get out of there if you're going to do a crossword go somewhere else
3: <laughs> i was so upset well, about i don't it. understand that but i <laughs> i uh I was doing a lot for, for years there. I haven't done them in, in, in a number of years, but my, my neighbor realized I liked it so much, he bought me that big book of number <laughs> of times, <you laughs> know, oh, 500 yeah. puzzles, and all oh, <laughs> are tough. crosswords, and, and uh, yeah. And I used to, do, crazy, you shouldn't do them before you're going to bed. Yeah. Because no, it you gets your brain. Because <laughs> your yeah. brain starts. But that's when I would do them, and then you get stuck on some things. Yeah. Then you get up in the morning when you're fresh and zip, 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 you get them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you
1: know? It's amazing. Some so. days you got like brain fog and you just can't think of that answer, and other yeah. days it's,
0: yeah, yeah, you get a puzzle
3: done. You got to be fresh. Yeah. That's why
0: I do my writing in the morning. Like yes. I can transcribe and everything at night. If I, I can't write anything at night. No. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Just everything is early in the morning during the day. Like there's yeah. no point in doing it. Get the coffee the going. And exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah. um, next one is a little bit more hockey related. Um, I'm curious if you're starting a franchise right now, today. Mm-hmm. Who would you say the three best players would be to start a franchise? Would you go forwards, for a defenseman, goalie? Like what? Who would you focus Are we on? We allowing
0: him to pick players from his own team?
1: Yeah, if you want to pick. players. Oh you want honestly. actual players or positions? Both. Like, well, I'm curious. I'm curious just the players, but yeah. if you were, that's based off of you know. What you see out there, but what positions do you think you'd go for as well?
3: Yeah, well, positionally, I you know the most important position game is uh, in the net, so yeah. I would want to get uh, a goalie or two, yeah, and uh, and a quarterback, yeah. You know. so who would you say those players? Yeah, and would and be? a quarterback is a defenseman. Yeah, uh, probably. Uh, uh, Lane or and Eichel, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: which we all can't wait to see. <laughs> everyone, I can't. Up. I can't yeah. wait to see Eichel, and that, that's that's. Yeah. Don't uh, interrupt your questions, but I can't wait to see Jack Eichel on this team, and I'm sure you are too, right? Like just yeah. to see what he does here. Yeah,
3: it's uh, it's hard to get those real difference makers, mm-hmm. and we his talent and uh, his drive is he's at that level, mm-hmm. and so uh, um, when we had a chance to get one, you yeah. Know, we, We were aggressive. We've been aggressive in in getting the things that we think make a difference. And uh, I've always lived by, you know, and it's hard to trade some of the people that we've traded because you like them so much, but uh, the organization comes first and the individual comes a close second. Mm -hmm. I
1: feel like we should quickly pivot for a second and just ask you that on on that topic, um, because it was such a big thing, you know what 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 Iko wants versus what the Sabers want however much of that is true we have no idea exactly but what, in, in your guys decision trying to bring him in like you guys obviously did your own your own research on it but were you of the of the mindset that you know let the player choose how, what he wants to do or you guys just also agreed with that strategy of of surgery
3: or Yeah what? we we did the artificial disc replacement was uh um that didn't Scare us off, obviously, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was remarkable. Um, And when we did all we did all the research and we talked to the UFC guys and everything else that had had it, and and uh, it was remarkable. He had the surgery, and we saw a video of him the next day passing pucks. He wasn't on the ice, but he was here, and he had uh, uh, he had these goggles on that were to help him with his you know the vestibular and the ocular issues and um but he was passing pucks <laughs> and uh and anyway it G- was give you hope right there that it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's back on the ice within yeah, weeks yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know he's been he's he's going all out right yeah. now like there's there's nothing holding him back. Yeah. We uh he's got something to prove too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. it's a good player to have. Yeah. Well, his his first <clears throat> practice was impressive just to to see that kind of ability mm-hmm. uh, and know it's on your team, yeah, was uh, good. Yeah. All
1: right. Next one here these is these are uh, stupid questions. <laughs> well, that, was, that that was a pivot though. It wasn't part of the okay. question, so you oh, can't okay. count that. Um, this is also a hockey. Moment, hockey one. Sorry. Um, do you have a, a hardest moment in hockey? Whether it was playing, general manager, you know, anything, anything along those lines.
3: Hardest moment in hockey. A
1: hit you took, a punch you took, or gave. <laughs> um,
3: trading people has yeah. always been really really hard mm-hmm. um, firing people has always been really really hard it's it's amazing you don't think about those things when you get that chance to be a manager that you're gonna have to fire people yeah and that's uh, that's that was um, that was uh, was, that so was tough, tough. Um, and then just sort of two life experiences uh, 9-11 Mm-hmm. Uh, because we were here, and then uh, October one in Vegas, that was uh, mm. yeah. You know, it just uh, you know what uh, what people will do to terrorize other people.
1: Yeah, that'll mess you up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And,
3: it's a, and it's a
0: community moment, and like the grief of that, and kind of trying to respond to that. That you guys, as a team, were a big part of in in Vegas. Well,
3: it, the, 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 yeah, the, the that little hockey team in Vegas became. You know, that, that that became sort of the, the, the community hub uh, for grief and, you right. know, it was, uh, and uh, I guess, it, you know, really became an inspiration for the community, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway.
2: All right, we'll get a
1: little more stupid with these questions here now. Um, who would play you in a movie, or who would you want to play you in a movie? Um. <laughs> 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 uh, I, 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 these are questions I've had over the years that yeah. they kind of put you on the spot. It's hard to think, and
3: I yeah, rumor has it there 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 is someone that's going to make a movie about that first year team.
1: No way. Yeah, rumor has it, or it's like concrete. <laughs> are you going to play yourself? Uh, no,
0: oh.
3: <laughs> no. I I uh, I'm, I'm trying to do my best to be a president, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I probably couldn't act a, a lick, so no. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But...
1: Uh, do you have someone that you... I, I was what, thinking about this. I was thinking Robert De Niro. But... Um, we need somebody
0: a little younger than Robert well, De Niro. Well, no, I don't. don't
1: I mean, like, right at the moment, though. Yeah. But I can... I'm thinking Heyday. We'll come up with something for you. Okay. We're, yeah, we're
0: going to do Casting Central for this now.
3: Okay. I do. I do like watching the sports movies. You know, whether it's Kevin Costner... In some of the sports movies, he's like the the one where he was the manager of the football team. Uh, oh, not not any given sense, no. What are we what that that was uh, he did a good job with that. Oh man, do you know? I thought sure. uh, Moneyball was outstanding. Yeah, it was a good and, movie. And what that manager went through and mm-hmm. Draft
0: Day was the one you're thinking
3: about, right? Draft day, draft day was good. Draft Day is actually really. It's actually one of my favorite like
0: easy, relaxing like you know what's going to happen movies, but it's very good. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I'd say maybe Tom Cruise with the hair too. Tom Cruise would are a good one There you if go Kevin Costner dyed his hair a little bit
3: darker I think, <laughs> think Kevin Costner We're going to play around with this A little bit <laughs> for you Okay um, I, had, I had dinner with him Many, many years ago in New York Yeah,
1: yeah. really? Yeah One of the when cool he, things about being
3: in New York When he had just finished uh, Doing the movie uh, Where he was the detective And Al Capone And that whole uh, Anyway that was good. Cool.
1: Okay. So now you're at one of those sweet racetracks in Vegas that everyone goes to on their bachelor parties and you you got supercars racing around the track.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What's uh, What kind of supercar are you driving? Or what kind of vehicle? It doesn't have to be a supercar. What kind of vehicle would you want to drive around that track? Well, it probably wouldn't be a Pinto or a Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> a, so you were a um, sedan. You had a sedan here, I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, S-class sedan. I remember people's cars, usually. Yeah, and
3: I... Uh yeah, I don't do much with cars anymore. Uh, I drive a 2013 car that's been around the block. Uh, <laughs> so not that uh, one on the Civic Interestingly <laughs> enough, when it, when it comes to, and this is, we're going way off topic here, but uh, I was at the, the, the Vegas racetrack about a month ago, my youngest daughter was trying to get her license. And they, the, the police, and professional drivers have this volunteer camp called Drivers Edge, mm-hmm. where they take them out, and they have four stations. And the one is they explain the rules of the road, obviously, and um, and they uh, they show people, they have video people that get distracted when they're driving and what happens to them, mm-hmm. and it's very graphic. But it scares these kids enough that maybe they'll be a little more careful. Mm-hmm. But then they take them out, and they make them. They gun the car and slam on the brakes and control Yeah. You know, which what, what, what you can, yeah. Then they wet the track down. Cool. Same thing, now you're skidding. How do you get out of it? Yeah. And it's you know, look where you wanna go and your hands will go that way. It's really yeah. interesting. That's cool. And so and it was it was fantastic for those kids because yeah. as we all know, most kids aren't ready to drive even though they had their license. Yeah, oh yeah. Just
1: you're you're a few years away from dealing with your kids doing <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, but it's one of those things. If you've never been in that situation, you have no idea how to handle it, yeah. right? That yeah. happened to me during the lockout year, um, where I was just driving down a back road, and it was October, and it was it was zero degrees Celsius, and shouldn't there's no no reason for there to be any ice on this road? But I'm going 100 kilometers an hour. Next thing you know, I hit black ice, and yeah. there's a car coming at me the other direction, mm. and I I my back end went towards. Where I, w- or my front end was, I was facing the ditch. The next thing you know, it whipped back around. So I was facing head on with this car, this mm. other truck, and then right at the last second, I, I don't know if I finally caught a little traction. Ended up turning the wheel, and I went straight to the ditch. Turned the car off and just sat there for a sec. Like wow. I've never been in a situation like that before, and it yeah. was, it was crazy how yeah. close yeah? it was. But yeah. it's just nice, like if you have an opportunity to get your kid to, yeah. to try something like that. Yeah, I felt better about it when we were done. Yeah, no kidding. Um, okay, so last one here then is, uh, what would be your perfect Saturday? What What are you doing? You do whatever you want, day off, or maybe you, perfect Saturday is watching hockey, I don't know, but what, what's your perfect oh, day look perfect like? Oh,
3: perfect Saturday would be able to get up, good breakfast, get the exercise in, and watch a practice. I love the smells, the sounds of, of practice, I like watching. NHL players practice because they're just so darn good. Mm-hmm. They're just so good. And then uh, time with the family in the afternoon, do some hiking, do something together, and then go to a hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> There's not, not, I, I would have thought a nice dinner or hockey game would have been fine there, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, the nice dinner comes the next night. <laughs> there you go. That's your perfect yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> perfect <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. And that's what we do. We uh, yeah. we go to five o'clock mass and then we go for a nice dinner, or we have it at home. Yeah, it's funny
1: you said that about the rink the other day. My uh, my buddy, he just said he he was just joking around. He says, hey, yeah, my kid's gonna be, or I'll be at Kettler at at uh, five forty-five a.m. tomorrow morning. If anyone's uh, anyone wants to go, and uh, I thought about it for a second. Like, I love the smell of the rink in the morning, and. Like, my kids aren't really quite old enough to play, and I texted him at six in the morning, and I said, hey, where are you? He's like, I'm in the parking lot, waiting for practice to start. And I sent him a picture of the rink, and he (laughs) lost it. He's like, why the hell are you here right now? Like, there's just something about the rink, like being there and just. Well,
3: we grew up in them, and uh, it's a big part of our lives. Yeah, you're exactly right.
1: Well, that answer is going to give you a few bonus points here. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he has
2: a whole calculation, yeah, as here you can go, see. Yeah. The review, the franchise
1: players. I'm going to go with Tom Cruise on that. It's <laughs> giving you an answer. Yes, yeah, giving you an answer for you. I'm going to go with a total here. So we're done with those questions. That's it. You got That's six. Good. That was all you needed right there. Yeah, put you through the ringer. Yeah, we're going to go here. 102 points. Hundred and two, which I think puts you in the top five all time, which is pretty impressive. So congratulations Thank on you your very kindly. on Thank your you. points. <laughs> George, Easier thank you. than the you know, than a law school exam. <laughs>
0: uh, thank you very much for joining us, and, and best of luck thank to you, you guys, guys in it's Vegas great. Golden Knights. Thank, and, you. thank you. And thank you thanks, to, uh, thanks to thanks everybody for listening on All's Caps. I think next time it'll be Jason Chimera, ne- the actual next episode yeah. we do. We'll be back with Jason Chimera, and then I'm going to be in Beijing, so I don't know what we're doing, but at some point we're going to be recording in the middle of the night for one of us. So. Chimera's uh, still
3: in Edmonton. Shimmer's still yeah. in Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Having a good time. I
0: hear from him once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Just to give you some grief.
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right, so well, we will thank talk to you, gentlemen. Thank we will talk. Er, we will, will talk, we will this talk this to everybody
0: part? very soon.